0: Okay, hey guys, this is Elizabeth, back with another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. And today I am here with my good friend, Brittany. We have been friends since, what, like sophomore year of high school? Yeah, sophomore year of high school. (laughs) A long time, basically. And we met through our high school's dance team, and we have been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. So she is going to talk to us today a little bit about her big girl job that she's had for a few years now and the industry that she's in and how she's handled becoming an adult and also working in a male-dominated industry and just answer some questions that I have for her. So um, Brittany, if you want to kind of give us a little intro about yourself, tell us about your job, um, where you went to college, all the things uh, before we get started. Yeah, so I
1: um, grew up in the DFW area, and so I went to A&M, Texas a and I grew up in a UT family, so that was quite <laughs> <Gig'em Aggies. laughs> a difference. Um, I was um, growing up saying hook'em, and then I've ended up saying gig'em. So a um, and is known for construction company or uh, industry, so I've kind of gone into the construction industry through the apartment department or the architecture apartment and um and so i've gone into residential construction excuse dog, my by dog the way. yeah um, <laughs> you were squeaking in the background so i've gone into the um architecture department um and then eventually into residential construction so i now work for a production home builder um out in dfw and so i'm now i just kind of started a new position i was previously in the field as a as many people call it a superintendent builder field manager um as you may want to um kind of associate it with Mm -hmm. and then i've recently moved into a purchasing analyst position where i kind of find vendors negotiate pricing find new materials um negotiate commodities um, find different interest and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. kind of moved a little bit differently, trying to move my way up onto that glass ceiling through that
0: ladder. Mm-hmm. Love. Okay, so talk a little bit about how you first got interested in construction.
1: Yeah. So. In that field in general. Yeah. So originally, I wanted to go into engineering, civil engineering to be exact. Um, I had a family, my stepmom. Um, had a brother that was in civil engineering, <laughs> structural engineering, and so I just thought the whole structural, civil um, part of it really interested me. And so I loved math, I loved being creative. I wanted to try that, and then I realized I hated science, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I hated physics, I hated just all of that exact you know, how a number is a number, and Mm -hmm. so I kind of, someone gave me a recommendation of architecture, so I was told um, to go towards architecture, and then I was given some advice from a professional architecture with his um, certificate and everything, Um, and they recommended that I go towards more of a project manager role where I'm able to get that architecture situation um, environment without having to get the certification the masters to be exact Mm -hmm. Um, and then also being able to have a little bit more creativity which is what I was wanting and which is what the mentors kind of knew about me right and so they recommended go towards that project management role I took a class my junior year of college right before COVID hit and it was a woman actually she worked for a um, commercial um, contractor and they recommended that you know i go into more of an internship that had commercial um, project management role and so I knew I wanted to be residential but I knew I wanted that um, experience so I went forward she was a great um, reference um, I still kind of look up to her she's kind of what they would say is a girl boss mm-hmm. um, Woman in STEM, <laughs> exactly and to this day I still keep up with her and she um, is updating me on where she's at in her career so that's kind of where I ended up is you know, people I'd say is just great mentors
0: pushing me in the right direction Love that. Um, Okay, so talk a little bit about what you did during undergrad to prepare you for the field that you're in, the workforce, all the things.
1: Yeah, so I actually, um, if we're being totally honest, I got... I um, didn't get into Texas A&M to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Blinn College, which is the community college near College Station, Mm -hmm. for a year and a half. I did all of my core classes, and then I transferred in um, into my um, College Station situation with Texas A&M, and I eventually started my architecture classes aka construction classes mm-hmm. which is what is in the architecture school right um and i just tried to involve myself in the most um construction associated organizations so whether that was the association of home builders mm-hmm. um whether that was the women in um construction, Um, Whether that was in groups of friends that were just mainly assisted with construction. You know, I had a lot of friends that were construction and had a lot of family friends that were in construction. And I just try to immerse myself into um, the construction um, industry rather than just kind of expecting that the industry come find me. So I um, constantly updated my LinkedIn. I constantly... Um, updated my, you know, we have like a association of former students at AM. I constantly mm-hmm. updated my profile with them. Um, I was constantly talking to my family friends that were in construction, telling them what I was doing. Um, same thing with Facebook. You know, people look at LinkedIn as kind of an older generation
0: mm-hmm. profile,
1: but look at it as a second Facebook in a more or I guess less social environment and post that you're going to Mm -hmm. a construction seminar or post that you're going to a construction um, professor's event or things like that where it looks like you're being involved rather than just listing that you're part of it. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I've learned. And even to this day, I've learned to post more. Like let people know that you're engaged. Talk to people more. Construction is very much Mm relationship-based so push into those relationships pretend that it's your friendships because eventually they're going to be you're going to talk to your um, professional relationships more than your friendships um, at a point in your life Mm -hmm. so invest in them so
0: yeah I love that Um, okay so talk a little bit about also just the transition from college to adulthood so going from your undergrad degree to having a full-time job which I'm sure was a big transition. So talk a little bit about how that worked and what that looked like for you.
1: Yeah, so I went from, I grew up in DFW area, and I just knew that I would end up in DFW area, Mm -hmm. that I just love the time, um, um, the environment. And so I wanted to be close to family, so I just knew I'd grow up in or end up in the uptown, kind of downtown area. And Mm -hmm. so right out of college, I spent a month with my parents. Blessed enough to be able to spend a month month with them to be able to earn a month's wage with a um, full time income, Mm -hmm. and then move into to my first apartment. And I will say it was you know it's hard to start um, budgeting correctly and learning Mm -hmm. you know a full month's rent, not a college um, rent, and then learning you know your insurance is on yourself, your car payments on yourself, your everything is on yourself and so I remember the first time I um, registered for my um, benefits my health insurance and everything by myself with my company and I was so confused on everything I emailed my dad (laughs) explaining I was like what do I do please tell me what to do Um, and so it's I think it's super important Um, there's one thing that people don't talk about when they move from college to post-grad is, you know, you don't walk into a restaurant um, or an environment or an event and know 10 people off the bat. True. You go into a restaurant and you don't know anyone, and that's really hard um, on your heart, honestly. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know where your personality stands. And so it's one thing to know who you are in college, but one thing to know where you are after college is to feel comfortable by yourself one thing i tell my friends um, is that no matter what whether you're in a relationship whether you're in a friendship you should always feel comfortable by yourself and if you can't be in an environment alone um, at home alone at an event alone, no matter what, if you can't feel comfortable alone, um, then you're not comfortable with yourself. And so that's one big piece of advice I've given people and myself. I constantly check in with myself is, um, why do you not feel comfortable with yourself, um, alone? So, um, that's one big thing is after post-grad is try to feel, um, comfortable by yourself because it's a new environment. You're going from being with your best friends, living with them probably, Mm -hmm. um, being with them every five minutes, um, doing homework with them, um, going to football games, anything. Everything is with them. That's your family um, apart from your family and try to disassociate with that and try to figure out who you are by yourself. Um, If your friend were to move across the country, how would you experience life by yourself? Try to Um, put yourself in that position while also even if they're being in the same city so everyone could be in a different position but try to be yourself fully by yourself
0: Mm -hmm. and that kind of takes us into the next question which is what's the hardest part about becoming a real adult so like being on your own like being officially you know Brittany Watts not Mm -hmm. Brittany Watts under her parents or Mm -hmm. as a undergrad student Um, But just being, like you said, it only being up to you. Yeah, it's more of a, um, and I will say, I was
1: um, blessed with parents that pushed me to become the person I am and gave me a lot of responsibility financially, personally, mentally, physically, um, in college and high school, honestly. Um, where it wasn't a, oh, you graduate college and you're immediately out on your own. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. It was a... Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it was a college, you know, each year, honestly, I was given a contract. And each year I was given less money mm-hmm. from my parents. Um, kind of a... Uh, monthly allowance you would say but I was given less to the point where senior year I was only given my rent Mm -hmm. um and now I look back and I'm like oh that college rent was so great Yeah, but especially in Dallas and in 2022 but I look Mm -hmm. back and they were really pushing me to understand what do groceries cost mm-hmm. and what do what does car insurance cost what do i cost yeah what does like <laughs> my yeah what does like my hair products cost yeah. and of course after college i decided i wanted to get better shampoo and sure like stuff like that where it's a and i i joke about this but right after college i was like I can have like I get big girl money like mm-hmm. I get this monthly allowance no matter what mm-hmm. I do no matter how many hours I work which I was doing 40 hours a week but no matter how many hours I work I get this amount and I can do a massage and fee membership and mm-hmm. I can do a Billy membership and all this stuff Where it was like this is so great and then I start to realize oh my gosh I'm losing so much out of my monthly paycheck where i was like i'm like paying my rent that's Mm -hmm. no matter what but right um i'd say my biggest advice about and my biggest hardest part is um put your monthly rent to and i've heard this is about 25 to 30 percent of your um, monthly income and so your rent should be 25 to 30% of your monthly income mm-hmm. um, and that's your monthly gross income so what you're bringing home um, and so that doesn't mean you know before taxes because that is a very different number as we have yeah. all kind of realized but um, figure out what is in you know a manageable income what can you bring home after taxes um, and after, of course, your benefits your company allows that. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you spend on groceries? What can you spend on monthly subscriptions? I know those FabFitFun memberships are fun. Um I'm sure those Or up yes, yeah. or like you realize how much these things cost, or if you want to go on a four hundred dollars, you know. Uh, boutique um, spending spree like it adds up and Mm -hmm. so start to realize what you can actually spend before you start getting those yeah Um, and for those girls that get bonuses which i was one um, put those bonuses straight into your savings Mm -hmm. don't even think about them as income Mm -hmm. Um, put them straight into a savings where you can't even see them where they're just accruing interest get a high yield savings account where you Mm -hmm. can put them in there um, and eventually that's a, um, down payment for a house. So, yeah. and I will say that as someone that, um, didn't do that for herself. And so take that as advice that I didn't take for myself, mm-hmm. but, um, do those things at the very beginning. Um, someone told me that as advice and I'm telling that as someone advice cause I didn't take <laughs> it.
0: Passing it along. <laughs> yes.
1: But, um, take it and put it towards yourself, but, um, make sure that that, Um, rent no matter what is um, 25 to 30 percent of your income don't worry about it being perfect you don't need those marble countertops as your for your first apartment Mm -hmm. Um, your first apartment shouldn't look like your parents current house yeah so that's a a good huge piece of um, advice Mm -hmm. so um, your apartment shouldn't look like what your parents current uh, lifestyle is so ac lighting mm-hmm. you absolutely know, the basics absolutely <laughs> furniture we should not have restoration hardware couch yeah probably i'm not. thinking more ikea <laughs> um it's
0: okay so to, good. it's okay to have those
1: basics um at the very beginning
0: yeah they do the trick um okay so switching to a more positive note talk a little bit about your favorite thing about your job or just having a full-time job in general
1: Yeah, so I think it's the flexibility of being on my own is um, everything that I make, I get to make a decision about. So um, getting to come home at the end of the day, knowing that everything I did that day is earning to my income. Everything that's in my bank account is what I earned. Um, so I think that's super beneficial. Anyone that's had an hourly job can feel that, you know, knowing that I worked 10 hours and this is exactly what I made. Mm-hmm. Or the t- the tips if you worked a um, tip job. So things like that where it just feels like you're um, making an effort. So mm-hmm. try to think about those things, especially when you're in that position is when you get home at the end of the day and things are tough on that day think like oh my gosh I worked this many hours a day and I made this much like mm-hmm. what a great accomplishment so even if it's those little things try to think about that yeah so um, I was productive (laughs) yes that really does think about or that's especially that like if you have a to-do list and know Mm -hmm. like what you got done that day like that's great because there's days where I'm like I feel like I didn't get anything done and I look at my to-do list and I'm like I got six things done that were huge yeah and it makes me feel a lot better and pushes me to the next day for sure yeah you're like I'm a functioning member
0: of society this is good yes (laughs) and I'm
1: and like try to think of those things and my managers have told me this like what can you bring to the company that Mm -hmm. someone Else couldn't so yeah. is that your personality that brings these great ideas? Is that your personality that brings a great positive mindset to your team? Is mm-hmm. it you know you're just you're bringing a different perspective? I tell people all the time like my generation I'm technically Gen Z um, like people kind of talk down towards millennials and Gen Z and we have so many great ideas or yeah. different ideas different perspectives Mm -hmm. that like if you apply that to the older generation it can like really turn into something great if they let it to be so don't allow yourself Mm -hmm. to get pushed down Mm -hmm. on the whole different
0: generation just allow yourself to bring a different perspective yeah that's yeah different is not Mm -hmm. always bad exactly okay so talk about the hardest part about working in a male-dominated field yeah. Like construction. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I have been really blessed to be in a company that is not only Christian-based, but um, very um, adamant on allowing not only the younger generation, um, generations, mm-hmm. as we would say, but um, also um, the female industry or um, generation, I guess you could yeah. say, um, into getting kind of integrated into construction. So um I had some great VPs of construction um that were very um big mentor personalities um in the beginning of my career, which my beginning of my career is where I'm at right now. But um they were able to, you know, encourage me on certain things to say and even my vendors, my trades, my framers, Mm -hmm. um, I got to work hand in hand in the field. Um, so that means like on the streets, building houses, Mm -hmm. um, scheduling with these plumbers and tile, um, layers and everything, drywall hangers, everything. Um, I had great vendors that encouraged me and, you know, expressed that, um, you know, women bring a different perspective, they bring a different ideal, they bring a different um, personality environment, honestly, um, to the construction field. So in the field, it's, you know, and I'm someone that takes words of affirmation, as we talked about at dinner, but um, when people say words of affirmation, that really encourages me. Mm -hmm. So when I have a plumber saying, you know, women being in the field, you know, telling me what needs to be done, like, it's different than men, mm-hmm. you know, it pushes me in a different way, mm-hmm. and so whether that means me going up to the plumber Jerry and saying, you know, how's it going, how's your dad doing, yeah. how's everything, how are you feeling, you know, mm-hmm. I know you're having a rough day, I can see it, why don't you take a break, like, yeah. let's go to lunch, or can I get you a Coke at Sonic, because I was the avid Sonic um, <laughs> person on the field, but things like that, where women, can bring a different personality, um, and try not to let people, um, to the women out there, um, in male dominated industries, don't let men think that, um, you being a woman is, um, a bad thing, but think of it as, and you have an advantage. Um, I thought of it as a huge advantage. I never once thought of it as a disadvantage. It was a, I can bring, every day I said, you know, this is what I can bring to the table. Um, And one of the mindsets I have each day is I've had this mindset since probably freshman year or sophomore year of high school was, Mm -hmm. um, is when I wake up in the morning, it's what can I do to make my relationship stronger? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, can I reach out to a friend and tell her how um, great my day or how I wish her great Um, her day is going to be or Mm -hmm. you know I know a friend is going into a huge um, meeting and saying hey I know you're really prepared for this I'm so proud of you you're going to do great things Mm -hmm. like that where it's like how can I make my relationships stronger and changing that from college to professional world is, you know, how can I make my, my relationship stronger with the people I work with every day? Yeah. Because if you think about it, it is you're spending more time with the people that you work with every day and you're eight hours a day mm-hmm. than you are with your family or your friends. So mm. if you can make those relationships strong, then like they say is you'll never work a day in your life yeah. if you love what you do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do each day, even on those days when I have a hard time waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is every day. So, um, <laughs> oh which anyone that I work with will um, attest to that. But <laughs> any day I work up, I look at my alarm and I say, how can I make this day mm-hmm. a day that I can strengthen my relationships? And it does give me that
0: boost. So, no matter what I do. Yeah, all about the mindset. Okay, last question. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone wanting to work in a field where um they're going to be a pioneer so whether that's a male-dominated workforce or a workforce where their race is not common or um just a new work um field in general like what would be your biggest piece of advice
1: yeah so I would say no matter what is um find something that you bring to the table Mm -hmm. is someone explained something to me one day and I can't remember who it was was um You want to be that person that is in the office and the day that Mm -hmm. you're on PTO (laughs) or you're away from your desk Uh or in a meeting and someone needs something from you and you're the only person that is the best at doing what you're doing, Yeah, um, you want to be that person. You want to be the best person at what you're doing. You want to be um, the best person to reference when they need help. Mm -hmm. You want to be the best person for advice Um, because when it comes to the time where as markets are changing is people want to know who they want on their team yeah and if you're that top five out of the top ten people um, you're in the great position so whether that's bringing you're bringing great morale to Mm -hmm. the team or you're bringing um, great advice to the team um, whether it's you know that advice is becoming a process in the end, it doesn't matter. It's more of a: Are you bringing something to the team in the end mm-hmm. to where you are being um, substantial? So yeah. people that kind of skate by, that's not that's not how it's going to work in the end. Is mm-hmm. um, you want to be the person that. People think of right is think of it as if someone is recommending someone for a job. Who's the first person they would recommend? You want to be that first person. So what can you can do? What can you do? Honestly, like make note of what ideas you're bringing to the table. Make note of what projects you're doing. Make note of um who you're working with make note of what you've brought to the company Mm -hmm. make note of what profits you've brought to the company that's a huge thing right now Mm -hmm. um is you know any price decreases in my position is Mm -hmm. what price decreases have you brought to the company just kind of like yeah exactly or for example a lawyer right you know what um partnerships have you brought Mm -hmm. um to the table where they previously wouldn't have been there because you created relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So think about those things like make yourself unique into things where the company could not do it without you. Mm -hmm. So um, just remember that you are a piece of the company for that time being Mm -hmm. and make your time being there um super substantial because that's what you'll be remembered for you are creating a legacy especially at our young age
0: yeah make yourself irreplaceable yeah exactly that's exactly it i love it well thank you so much b watts for sharing about your expertise and what you've learned so far in the workforce and in your field um and just for um you know pioneering in fields in general um But, yeah, I hope this was really uh, beneficial to um, our listeners and everybody who tuned in. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye, y'all.